Hi, I'm Ron. And I'm Don. This is the Ron and Don Show. Thanks for joining us today. Today's topic is on travel tips. We think we've, over the years, amassed a few things that uh, every facility manager, if they don't already know, might appreciate knowing. So, number one on that list is a, uh, a little recall that I have of my own in traveling through rural Alabama one time. I remember checking into a, uh, into a hotel and asking the uh, desk clerk uh, if the restaurant down the street had a good meal because it was the end of the day I'd been traveling long tired worn out and the advice given to me by the uh, the hotel staff was to if I wanted to enjoy the restaurant get there and enjoy it but get back here before it turns dark so uh, I think the takeaway from that is to know your environment you travel in a lot of remote places often and uh, it's a good idea to know where you're going well, and to a certain extent, that also works no matter where you are, uh, so far as lighting and being careful. Uh, I, for 20 some odd years, I was out 150 to 200 nights a year. So I've got awful lot of bad stories and a lot of good ones as well. But one of the problems working in the restaurants, and we'd work at night or any retail, you work at night to do, do things and you'll have contractors working outside and their trucks will be outside. The outside lighting has to be left on. You gotta take it off of the timers so that it can be left on all night. And you're probably gonna to have to set sight lights to illuminate your work areas as well as the vehicles. I have had vehicles stolen and we have had contractors accosted outside uh, in our history and lighting is critical. So Don, that's interesting, talking about portable work lights at the, uh, at the job site. So if you, the FM, happen to go to a job site at night, I think also you should be well aware, speaking of uh, security and safety, be aware of the security requirements of the restaurant. I know different restaurants in different regions have different requirements based on uh, their own environments. And frankly, even though some restaurants may not require armed or uh, off-duty police personnel to be in the location at night, it's often a good idea, depending on, again, where you are and knowing your environment. Well, the, the environment for the restaurant or the retail operations is set for people who do not have larceny in their heart. For somebody who has larceny in their mm -hmm. heart, uh, you have to set up a little more protection. And that's exactly what Ron was talking about, is trying to be ready for those individuals who may not be out for our best interests. So we're talking about safety. Let's lighten it up a little bit. We kind of went dark early on in right. this conversation. So I think uh, another thing to consider for safety is the uh, appropriateness of your shoes. I mean, every facility manager that's ever been into a, a back of the house area knows that you certainly can't walk in there with leather soled shoes. Uh, there are many brands of shoes now today that are available that uh, uh, have that slip resistance and it's certainly critical for that environment. In hotels when you're going to be staying out and working a lot of times i have had a number of situations where the uh, alarms were going off we had to evacuate the building in the middle of the night so on and so forth and the fire departments will tell you that they have a hard time finding people in hotels uh, they go around bang on doors have to open up doors and of course they might be smoke filled if there's an actual fire or an emergency i have for years worn that shirt at night so that they can find me if I have gotten out in the hallway and couldn't get to the emergency exit or whatever. Wearing dark clothes at night in the hotel may be fashionable, but it may also make it so the emergency people can't find you. 
So it's a good idea to make sure that you are visible, both at the hotel and if you happen to be out in the parking lot or wherever at night, so that other people can see you and can take care of you. Don wears yellow pajamas. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I think as we move on past safety and talk about just plain old smart things to do when you're traveling and traveling often as a facility manager does, one of the things to talk about that uh, is probably known to many but may not be known to all is the trusted traveler program that the FAA has and the, the TSA Pre. Uh, it's, I think it's roughly $150 for a five-year deal or something like that, but uh, it is so worth it to be able to go through airport security lines and not drag your, your, uh, your laptop out or pull out your uh, toiletries and present them as you go through. So I, I highly recommend that if you don't already have that and you do fly in your travels, it's, it's well worth its cost. I mean, you don't like to do the strip Take off your belt, your hey, shoes, look, everything I, out of your pockets. Sure. I'm the first to admit I love everything that TSA does. I have not forgotten why they're there in the first place, <laughs> but it's not to say that it's just darn inconvenient sometimes to be taking your shoes off when you're standing there with your, your uh, remaining items. One of the things that I have always carried, and it sounds kind of silly until you actually have an incident, if you lose your driver's license or you lose some of your personal identification, I have always had my passport in my briefcase so that everywhere I go, I've got that and I can prove, first of all, I'm a U.S. citizen, and second, that I have uh, absolute identification that cannot be questioned. That's a great idea. In fact, to go one step further with that, uh, a practice that my wife and I do when we travel with our passport is to also make sure in a separate location we've got a color copy of that passport because that too can be used if the actual passport is lost uh, to obtain a replacement. And if in fact you lose your passport, I actually do keep a copy of my birth certificate. That might be a little overkill, but I keep that tucked in the back of my passport. And if I have to have, hand my passport to somebody, I always pull that out and stick that in my pocket so that I can immediately go to a consulate or some other federal authority to get a new passport issued if they do not return it. A passport is a very useful tool and being able to get one in a hurry is also a useful tool. Great. Also, one other thing that I carry all the time with me is a sort of an emergency medical kit. It's going to have band-aids, a little bit of antiseptic cream, some either aspirin or ibuprofen, some uh, something for uh, gas and uh, indigestion, maybe a little decongestant. Uh, recently I just cut myself and I had grabbed a band-aid out of uh, my emergency kit, threw a little antiseptic cream on it and I was ready to rock and roll again. It's not a bad idea to have just a little bit of background. Of course, please be sure you carry all your prescriptions. If you've got vitamins and all that kind of stuff, throw that in your bag and have that with you all ready to go. So for those keeping score at home, Don wears yellow pajamas and has gas. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, one of the other things is in hotels, it's less common today than it was before cell phones, but if there's a phone on a center stand between two beds, the bed as you're facing that, that nightstand on the right, you don't want to sleep on the nightstand side of the bed. That's where most right-handed people are going to sit down to use that phone and that mattress is going to be crushed on that side. Uh, if it's a you know, single bed 
uh, arrangement of king bed or whatever, I generally sleep on the side of the bed furthest from the bathroom. It's going to be the side that's going to have less use and it'll be a little firmer and I like a firm bed. One of the little travel tips I learned years ago in staying at, uh, at, at motels and hotels with the uh, the individual air conditioning systems is that if you'll switch that little uh, thermostat switch over to uh, auto or from auto to run for the uh, fan, you don't have to listen to the unit cycle on and off all night long, which uh, it's rough sleeping sometimes when you're traveling to begin with. And if you got to listen to that thing back and forth, it can make it even more painful. Sometimes you have rather noisy refrigerators in the rooms too, and that mask that as well. I oftentimes have pilfered a hand towel from a, a hotel, shame on me, and that is when I know that I'm going out to a site that's going to be muddy, dirty, or whatever, and I need to be able to wipe off my shoes, or I've got a lot of driving, and I do have some real problems with my lower lumbar, and I don't really feel like pulling out a dirty t-shirt to jab behind my back for that long drive, so I'll use that towel to roll up behind my lumbar. Yes, I'm stealing a hand towel, but some of those hotel chains are getting me for 150 nights a year. If they lose two hand towels, don't think they're going to come after me. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about hand towels and lumbar support, I think I recall too that in your northern travels and certain times of the year, you bring the overshoes as well. Yes, I have my shoe condoms with me. Uh, we also have uh, in my travel gear, one extra pair of underwear for the trip. Mm. Obviously, I hope never to need them, but I have. Well, I'm going to leave that one alone, right where it stands. So, I'm Ron. And I'm Don. Thanks for joining us today. Where do they find us, Don? Somewhere about right there. <laughs>